0: Okay, we're on. I think we're good now. We're good? Oh, we're wait, good. we're on? Nice. We were requested to talk about <coughs> intermittent fasting. And I've actually had a few people at my gym talk to me about intermittent fasting. Yeah, uh, I think
1: we've brushed upon it before, but I don't think we've ever gone into detail.
0: I'm sure we've given it a light <coughs> Joe Biden touch from behind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Intermittent um, fasting. I, I, I'm sure we've talked about it just in our own strategies yeah. and whatnot, but... There's a lot of opinions on intermittent fasting. Um, some people, mostly veteran nutrition and personal trainers, I think they're so bogged down with, like, fad after fad that they think intermittent fasting is just yet another one of those. Um, I disagree. But what do you think? <coughs> I think it's
1: exactly what you said. It's a strategy to help someone, you mm-hmm. know? Helps control the time frame to which they have to eat their food, where some people, if they're having issues with eating too much food, obviously, give them an eight-hour window, they're more than likely going to eat less. Yeah. Because if they're up for, you know, 14, 16 hours, and they're only a- able to eat within that eight-hour window, they're going to eat less on the average, Yep. compared to when, like, you know, some people wake up, first thing they do is eat breakfast, and they have, you know, couple hundred, or thousand some calories right away, and then they just keep eating like that all day, and
0: they're in a surplus. Yeah. (coughs) So I think just to break down what intermittent fasting is, um, there's a few different ways to do it. So the most common nowadays is an eating window. Usually it's about an eight-hour eating window, so you're 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating. Most people I've talked to, that window's between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m., or sometime (coughs) afternoon, evening. There are a few people I know that do early time-restricted feeding. Uh, I've tried that as well, ETR, early time-restricted feeding. Um, I personally like the early stuff more than the later stuff. That's just me, and there's some benefits to that as well. But overall, that's that's the most common type of intermittent fasting. Uh, the next would be uh, a 5-2, so you usually have like two days – during the week where you're fasting. And I think some people do that where they'll fast straight 24 hours. Oh, yeah. And others will have a (coughs) 600-calorie meal for dinner. So they'll fast for 24 hours dinner to dinner. But some people will just take the whole day off. It it just depends.
1: I guess in general we're trying to say there's a lot of different ways to fast. Like there's people who believe you don't see a lot of the benefits, you know, for like 36 hours, you know. Yeah, that's why long (coughs) fast. Yeah, like if you're like are going for the autophagy and everything like that, you know. Like I think it's usually thirty six
0: hours in is where you start seeing those benefits. Well, you'll see autophagy pretty, I think, at sixteen, but at thirty six, then you're you're talking about like a whole immune system. Yeah, that's what they're talking. I
1: mean, don't get me wrong. There hasn't been crazy amounts of science into all this stuff yet. They're researching it now. That's
0: kind of where it's at right now? We're at the <coughs> forefront. <Bi-max. Yeah. laughs> of the st <laughs> yeah. Of the know. studies. I mean we really are. There's there's been a couple good things. Increased fat oxidation. Yep. So if you think about it in terms of uh take two people that are on the same calorie deficit with the same sort of body and one is putting their calorie <coughs> deficit spread throughout the day and the other one is putting it um in that time restricted eating window, the one that has intermittent that's doing the intermittent fasting generally will will oxidize more fat, so there'll be a little bit more fat burning, and that's that's a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, also, glucose numbers are better, so yep. That w- whether that can be attributed directly to intermittent fasting, I it don't is think is fully known, <coughs> or whether it's just because you're you're in a still in a calorie restriction naturally. Yep. Um, which is going to help your glucose in general. I mean, yeah. you know, overeating is obviously going to have a, an effect on that. But helping with diabetes—I
1: mean, there's all sorts of things mm-hmm. that they attribute to yeah. uh, fasting or intermittent fasting, yep. fasting in general. You know, as yep. far as health goes.
0: Yeah, and uh, autophagy, <coughs> which you talked about—that's—it's uh, literally your body's, the cells in your body's way of spring cleaning. So, yep, <coughs> it's I mean, isn't that it.
1: Kind of along the lines that, uh, essentially your body kills off the weaker cells and you're left with the stronger ones to like kind of reproduce and everything like that. So you're,
0: so I'm I'm not (coughs) 100% on cell death, but I know that within the cell it's getting rid of like dead debris and organelles and just Mm -hmm. like shed debris that's within your cell that could be hindering cellular function. Yep. So, I mean, it's just kind of like the same. It's like cleaning up your room. Um, Getting things out of your way. That's kind of what's happening within your cell, to put it in like a, a simple terms. But that's really helpful for a lot of things. I mean, you know, it's it's helpful in mitigating inflammation. So if you need good use of your uh, lymphatic system, the ability of your body to, m- to move non-blood type fluid, uh, you want good cellular function. And that's a good way to, to capitalize on that. Or it's it's a strategy among many. So oh yeah. that I think the health <clears throat> benefits are pretty obvious. Um, Coming back to, like, the opinion stuff, though, I feel like the opinion nowadays from other people is it's just another way to have disordered eating because you're, quote-unquote, starving yourself. (coughs) What do you think about that?
1: Well, I think, first off, most people who turn to fasting already have some kind of disordered eating, which is why they're looking for fasting and everything in general. Like, usually it's not someone who's walking around, like, lean and like feeling really good it's like you know what i'm gonna start doing i'm gonna start fasting yeah <laughs> it's already someone who's in that place to where they're beat up somehow like yep. either physically emotionally and like you know like they're already overweight or they're not feeling right on the inside they're like you know what i'm gonna try fasting i've heard it has these benefits so yeah it's like you said uh, people i think people over glorify in a lot of ways and i think it's like we were saying it's a strategy it's Depending on like what your goals are, if if it's one of those things that help you reach it, that's yep. what you use it for. Just like anything else. Oh yeah, it's a tool in your box. I mean, we use it. I use like yeah. you said. I ours are a little different because, like we were just talking about, like you know, like I still do the sixteen eight, mm-hmm. but I eat later in the afternoon because I usually don't get home until, you know, like nine. Yeah. So I like to, eat or I get home at like eight, so I like to eat. At eight or nine, yep, until nine, so I usually eat like starting at one p.m. instead of, you know, like most people I think do like eleven or twelve. Yeah, so I give myself a few hours more because most people quit eating around like six or seven, but I want to come home and eat instead of like trying to eat while I'm on the go Mm. (coughs) the whole time.
0: And you work out late, yeah. So you you generally have that post workout meal. That's exactly
1: that's the main reason. I'm like I usually get done Mm -hmm. working around out around seven or eight. And I have my post-workout meal. That I'm good. Yep. When, I'm, when I'm doing the fast, which I don't do it daily, I usually do it a few times a week. So
0: yep. And I think I feel like there's a lot of thought that needs to go into whether or not you want to do intermittent fasting. And there's definitely the right people and the wrong people. Yeah. Um, I know that someone who generally has like cortisol issues, and I mean this is probably a small percentage, but you generally don't want to be messing with your your energy levels if your energy levels are already pretty disordered. So, I mean, you're talking about if your body's not super great at utilizing its own <coughs> fat stores and and you have the chance of going hypoglycemic, you probably don't want to intermittent fast. It's it might not oh yeah. be the best thing for you. If you're a person who's used to a very high sugar, high carb diet, you are going to suffer. Oh yeah. On on an intermittent fasting diet, there's no question about it. I the obvious thing with any of these strategies is that you <coughs> need to start with your ingredient choice first you need to be eating healthy foods whole foods whole yeah. foods yep I mean high fibrous carbohydrates nutrient dense mm-hmm. fats and proteins <coughs> but if you think that you're just gonna I mean there's some people that they eat the same diet and that's within that eating window and their calories are reduced naturally from that eating window Yep. therefore they lose body mass yep I mean and, and some of that is for sure fat is that a step in the right direction? Sure. But if you're a person who's been stuck in the yo-yo dieting and this is another thing, and this is why there are those veteran personal trainers who are upset with this. Uh, I understand it, but that's not to say we can, we should throw it out. totally. Yeah.
1: I think in the right hands and like given the proper information, every one of these tools that we yeah. give you guys or you guys ask us about should be used and can be used It's as, it shouldn't be like the crutch you lean on like mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Like if you're thinking intermittent fasting for the rest of your life, it's more than likely yeah. not going to pan out, you know, like it's a tool you use for a time. And then guess what? You start yep. doing using the proper things. Yep. And kind of what you were saying about being high carb, you know, like I'm a performance athlete, so high carb is my thing. Yeah. Fasting days, sometimes they suck for me. Like yeah. <laughs> sometimes going until that one, I'm like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. I forget. I'm so hungry. You know, the night before or something, I did a crazy CrossFit workout of some sort and lifted heavy weight and then did some high intensity. Yeah. And then I ate my meal afterwards and then I didn't eat, don't eat anything until (laughs) 1 p.m. the next day. And it's horrible sometimes. But, you know, like, it's like you said, I'm, I eat a lot more carbs because i try to perform. Yep. And it makes it a little harder. Now, if you're eating like, like super high fat satiating foods and you're probably a little bit better.
0: Yeah, and if your body's <coughs> pretty good at, at accessing its own fat stores too, I which mean you're you're in the money with intermittent fasting.
1: Which is another g- good thing that fasting does, you know, it helps like you said, mm-hmm. it metabolizes the fat. So yep. it helps you if you are used to using like carbs as your main source, it helps you be able to go back and forth actually, which is yeah. a good thing to be able to do. Metabolic to flexibility. Yep. And then some people lose that mm-hmm. because they're just high carb, you know, for years. Yeah. And so that's what they depend on, which is why they feel like crap, and they that's get off the high carbs.
0: And they store a lot of fat, too. Yep. Generally, metabolic, e- or is that, yeah, disease X, metabolic yeah, X like syndrome. That. I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what it's called, either, <laughs> but I know it what you're talking obesity, about. Obesity, diabetes, prediabetes, yep. you know, signs of chronic heart failure, all that, the collection of diseases of civilization. But uh, I think, like, the <laughs> biggest thing people need to understand about intermittent fasting is that it, it needs to be put in its place, Right. And, and its place, there is an appropriate place for it, but all intermittent fasting is is meal timing. That's yep. it. And, mea- and that doesn't mean anything unless we're talking about the actual nutrients you're deciding to eat during that time that you're eating. Yep. So uh, you really can't just be like, oh, I'm intermittent fasting, all the same junk food. And
1: yeah, I'm going to eat ice cream <laughs> as soon as I'm out of my fast. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it doesn't really help. (laughs) And if you're using it as like a mini binge where some people they'll, they'll be on a calorie restriction for days and then they'll binge on the weekends where this, you know, the next person's on a calorie restriction on a zero calorie restriction for 16 hours. And then they're binging for eight hours. You're not, you're not really reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. So
1: most people, (laughs) when they go on that binge, they, they just ruin that entire deficit. Like people think like when they see the, you know, fitness people on, Mm -hmm. Instagram or something where they have those bad meals like oh my god they went crazy but most of the time they're still probably within their calorie range they just yeah. had their one bad meal yep. you know what I mean like but they planned it out and they're like hey so mm-hmm. you know I'm going to fast in the morning and then I'm gonna have something that yeah. I usually don't have my diet for dinner but like still 90% of the time they're eating like clean yeah. which I think is another benefit of fasting most people when they start fasting I will say tend to clean up their diet because you know they're already in that yeah mindset they're like hey i'm going to do this for this i will say there are other people obviously like you said who do it cuz they're like oh i fasted so i can eat whatever i want if but i just
0: do this one thing yeah but i'd say the majority
1: not. of people wind up cleaning it up al- at least somewhat yeah <coughs> to what they but to what they think is clean too i mean cuz some people think a calorie is just a calorie so yep
0: next podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss we'll talk all about that yep <coughs> but it's it i mean to put it in a place it's just Meal timing—that's all intermittent fasting is. Uh, it's a discussion. As far as strategy goes, it's a discussion on your strategy of meal timing and what benefits you can get from that. The, uh, you know, as much as I've laid a bunch of criticisms, I think the positives, like we said, is we you can improve your fat oxidation. Yep. Uh, you can improve your metabolic fle- flexibility. An additional plus to that is that you can decrease your appetite because of that. I know there's te- there's studies on early time restricted feeding. It's about two weeks that you really adapt to, uh, your body really adapts to that way of eating. So you have your last meal at 2 o'clock in, yep. in the afternoon, and you're fine. You really don't, you don't struggle for the rest of the day, and you go to sleep. I've noticed for me, who prefers early time-restricted feeding when I do, that I sleep better uh, than I would eating that big meal at the end of the day. Because yep. if you're eating at maintenance calories within eight <laughs> hours, you're putting big meals away. And that, that would be another benefit, is that oh if yeah. you're a person who wants to eat big, but you still need to be on a calorie deficit, intermittent fasting is definitely for you. I'm yeah. not a guy who can eat five, 200-calorie meals. That would drive me crazy. Yep. But I can eat a 1,000-calorie meal twice.
1: Yep. Um, I've never done the early fasting. Like yeah. You know, like it's always me. I eat later in the day. Just that yep. works best for me. I. High carbs usually put me to bed, so I'll have like a s- yeah high dense carb right before bed, and then I'll be zonked out, yeah, I mean my whoop pretty much proves it you know like i I'm in a deep trance when I'm sleeping <laughs> yeah yes it's you not are. <coughs> there's no waking me up there's no waking me up, but yeah, you know like um for me, the main thing is the fat adaptability, you know the metabolic adaptability, yep, like doing anything crossfit-esque you know like where you're kind of going back and forth between long duration and then short bursts like you kind of yeah. have to be able to and a lot of people kind of forget that you know you like want donuts. all the fuel you can get Yep. a mm-hmm. lot of people just forget about that and like hey you know carbs it's crossfits cars but it's like no sometimes you're doing like a 40 minute keep Rowing? on moving, workout yeah
0: wasn't that on the crossfit games oh, or, or what's the they did
1: a i saw a triathlon one they just did yeah it was like a half try which is obviously it's like an hour but yeah. they also did a marathon row like two years ago and, you know, like, yep. a lot of those guys were dying. There was, like, some, some of them who were doing excellent. But, like, but they were also probably the ones who are mm-hmm. fat-adapted. So, like, they kicked in after they were through that point of burning through glycogen. Like, all right, well, let's start using our other fuel. Yep. Which, if your body's not used to that, guess what? It doesn't just happen. Yeah. <laughs> and what
0: is it? The t- the top two ultramarathoners, I'm not 100% on this, so don't, don't hold it against me. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's not – it might be the top two, but definitely – Two of the top ultra marathoners, one is a keto dieter, who has capitalized on their ability to access their stored fat, mm-hmm. um, which I can I can say confidently that was his strategy. I don't know the strategy of the other one, but they're a vegan and they're or they're plant based or whatever, and they're <laughs> and they're top in their game, so. I, that's pretty interesting when you're talking about fuel sources and the yep. ability to access fuel sources. I am pretty sure the keto person is better than the other one. <laughs> I, I could probably be biased on that, but I'm pretty sure about that. Um, yeah, I'm really confident in that.
1: We're both kind of meat eaters. So oh, veg- uh, it's not kind of for the me. V- the, very, the vegetarian <laughs> thing is kind of a, a source object for us, which is why we never yep. brought it up. I'd, pr- I'd probably say vegan.
0: Yeah, I can, Vegetarianism, I actually appreciate vegetarianism for what they're trying to do. Um, and that it's, they're like the Episcopalians Yeah, of the, <laughs> I, I, I can say that because I'm <laughs> Episcopalian. <laughs> they're, they're more relaxed.
1: Yeah. I guess I just don't believe in fully eliminating anything from your diet if, if yeah. it's not hurting you. Like, you know, obviously there's yeah people mm-hmm. who, like I mm-hmm. knew of someone who couldn't ingest meat because they didn't have the right enzymes. Like they would yeah. vomit if they like took in too much meat.
0: Sounds great. You get to taste it twice. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah. So she was almost predominantly vegetarian. There was only, like, only yeah. bacon. She could eat bacon for some reason, and be fine. That,
0: <coughs> I could live with that.
1: Yeah. So she every now and then she'd get like a bacon sandwich, but that was the only meat I ever saw her oh, eat. Oh, that sounds so good right now.
0: Mm-hmm. I want a bacon sandwich. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, there's definitely so there's definitely some benefits to intermittent fasting. Autophagy is a great one. Metabolic flexibility is a great one. Uh, helping. <coughs> Um, easing inflammation, increasing your metabolic ability, um, metabolic flexibility, rather, but
1: helps you decrease calories if that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's your ability <laughs> to to put those calories into bigger meals, so you're not, you know, on a psychological level, you don't feel like you're on a diet or on a deficit, rather. And then if you're just busy, it's crazy. Oh yeah. You know, I
1: think that's the main thing with me. You know, like usually during our lunch periods yeah. at work and stuff it's i usually take a later one because i want to yep it's like to get everything done before i leave and then that way i can have like kind of like filler afternoons yeah so i love eating and then coming back and you know just kind of me erranding around and figuring out things that need to be done
0: yep <coughs> i just again i wouldn't expect those benefits outside of the context of a healthy diet yeah that's that's really I couldn't capitalize that on, on that more because this is why people think it's a fad is because they're they're kind of missing the point of a healthy diet when yeah. when this strategy is pitched in those headline sort of ways like, oh, all you need to do is intermittent fast. It's like, nope, just it's just an additional strategy. So. I like it, though. I really do like intermittent fasting.
1: Yeah. Like once I get into it for a while, you know, I'm fine. It's just mm-hmm. like I said, it's the. The mm-hmm. first few days
0: or so, you was just like, because yeah. ah. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: not fueled up on my carbs.
0: Like, <laughs> I usually yeah. have. for me too, if you're a person that has to down a ton of caffeine, if you're putting your like most people put their window at, in the evening, and you have to put a lot of wi- put away a lot of caffeine to get to that first meal at noon or whatever, you might want to reconsider mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because you're you're basically forcing your body. To oxidize fat and to suppress your appetite via caffeine in order to make it through that fast. I mean, it really should be pretty natural for you to um, be able to put off that meal until the appropriate time. I think that if you're going to stress out your body a whole ton that you might not be ready for it. And it's probably better just to just see what you can do uh, as far as changing your diet so that you're, you're not riding that insulin blood sugar roller coaster we're having to affect it with caffeine.
1: Yeah, I think, so in general, what we're trying to say is, you know, it's
0: it's really not for everyone. Yeah.
1: It's a tool that's always in your belt, you know, like if you need it, whip it out, yep. try it. Yeah, whip it out. Yeah, whip <laughs> it out. Slap that thing on the table, let them know oh what time it is. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> But But, uh, you know, it's always there. And uh, like we said, the first few days usually are going to be a little bit weird give it a i'd say what, what about a week or two and then it's a couple weeks if you're not feeling good after two weeks then i'd say for sure like you know it's, yep. it's just not c- there's something that obviously that's not working yeah. with it modify it maybe you do like adam said and you do an early fast where mm-hmm. instead of doing like i do where you eat in the afternoon until evening you do it in the morning so yep. maybe that works better for you like you know f- play with it a little bit <coughs> but it's not for everyone it also depends on your goal you know if you're Trying to put on mass, then obviously don't be fasting. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: there's some people that can do it, but yeah. you know, like if you're trying to eat, you want to put 3,500 calories. Yeah, yeah 4,000 calories in eight hours. Because yeah, I mean, fun. for me to bulk, that's what I need. I yeah. mean, my cuts. I'm usually around 3,000. Yeah. And not so just 4,000 <laughs> calories, mostly protein. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, you program my cut for me, and it's like 2,900 on my. Yeah. I mean, that's just below maintenance and then like my supercut days you have a little bit lower, but
0: Yeah. <coughs> yep. Yeah. How's it going by the way? It's going good. Going good.
1: I was sick uh oh, yeah, the that's first right. week of it, so I didn't start until this Wednesday. But Coronavirus.
0: Yeah it, yeah, it was horrible. You had it. But yeah, th- yeah.
1: any last thoughts
0: on that? Um helps with Kegels. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 it's been a minute. <laughs> uh I think, like you said, what we're trying to say is it's definitely something that need you need to give it thought, and you need to assess whether you're doing it because you think it's going to be a quick fix or whether it's actually going to be a good addition to your already decent diet. Uh, that's, that's where you're always going to make your money is, is with the actual ingredients that you're eating and the amounts you're eating.
1: I'd say research it mm-hmm. and like kind of like what we said in our last podcast, you know if you are unsure, get a coach. Yep, have someone you know that you can ask about it they can give you the information and they can even help you decide like how to go about it and like implement it into your life. And then yeah. they can tell you if it's working out based upon like your, your bio feedback or like yep. how you're doing and everything like that. Cause if you don't know what you're looking for to see if it's working or not, yeah, then, you know, get someone to help you with it. Yep, and It's not something like you don't need a coach forever just to do it. Like, you know, like have mm-hmm. them help you in the beginning for like a month. And then if you, if you don't need them after that, then boop.
0: Yeah. And I do <coughs> I do want to s- talk about the five two, one one a little bit, too. And I want to bring it up as an example of integration into other healthy habits. So, Monk Program, which I wrote for our buddy Troy. Uh, well, I wrote for uh, Fit AF, but Troy was the first tester, and he lost... The guinea pig. He lost good weight, and he did really good on his PT tests, and he likes it a lot. But I even wrote into the program, because it's a 5-2, where... Uh, Wednesdays and Sundays you're fasting except for one 600 calorie meal. So fasting has its roots. Oh my gosh, I hope that comes out <laughs> of the dog moaning <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I hope that goes on. Uh fasting has its roots in in religions and spiritualities. Right. Um for for those reasons, for for spiritual reasons. And I really think on the integration side, this is something that you could integrate into uh, certain days of the week, where where you're using it for purposes of getting a clearer mind, gaining a clearer mind, because you do feel, oh yeah, way more clear headed on an empty stomach.
1: I've done you know 24, 48, and 72 hour fasts. Yep. I mean, within the last six months, I yeah. D- when I really started experimenting with, I've done intermittent fasting for years. Yeah. But I started experimenting with longer ones. Yep. And the same thing, like you said, yeah, you have clearer thought, even though. It's weird because, I mean, there's times, like, you, you're hungry, and then, like, it'll just go away, and then you're it'll fine pass. for hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're fine. It's just, you're like, oh man, I'm yep. hungry. And it'd be ravenous for, like, 20, 30 minutes, and you're fine.
0: Yeah, because left <coughs> alone, your insulin still has ups and downs throughout the day. And they think a lot of that's based on circadian rhythm. But <coughs> you're going to have moments where the blood sugar dips a little bit, the hanger bunnies come out a little bit, yep. and and then, you know, your body... Utilizes its own fat stores a little bit of gluconeogenesis makes some glucose, et cetera, et cetera. But it it's a good thing to integrate into other health aspects of your life and spirituality connections, uh, religion, what have you, are, are an important part of human health as well. So for him, I told him Wednesdays and Sundays uh, take a little bit of an electronic fast as well. You know, give your give your dopamine receptors a little break from the constant onslaught of uh, technology and give your time, schedule time for mindful prayer, or spirituality, or or just quiet time. So I think that's something that you can integrate your habits together and things you want to do, combine them and make them kind of better than the sum of their parts. Yep. So <coughs> I d- I just wanted to put that out there too that that's that's a really I know that when I was doing that for those Wednesdays and Sundays I was scheduling quiet time. Uh, specifically within that fasting window, closer to the end. So I was just kind of, you know, capitalizing. Yeah. And it was worth it. I mean, it really, it really helped me put the reset button uh, on my week on on those Wednesdays, and and then help me prep for the week on those Sundays. So something something to look into. You know, like remember that's kind of where its roots come from, and uh, it's it's a good thing to look into. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's that's the podcast on intermittent fasting. I think it's pretty good information. I
1: think, yeah, I think we hit. A lot of the keynotes, yeah and main questions to go with it. I mean, if there's any more you guys know, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, yep. or our emails they should be I've been putting them in the description for our pods, so yep, any of those or if you know us personally, I mean you can always message us too so <coughs> absolutely for a low low charge of three hundred dollars and a nine you, <laughs> you, <can laughs> you can send us I'm one just text joking. message. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> Oh, man. But yeah. Um, yep. Any questions, send us. Um, let us know. Anything else you guys want answered on here, let us know as well.
0: Yep. You can catch me at CoachAdam coach at com.
1: I'm CoachAnthony at com.
0: Heck yeah. Have a great week, folks.
1: Bye.